You're listening to The Signal Cafe, and this is part four of our interview with Henry Latham. In this episode, we focus on how your beliefs shape your decision-making, and we talk about why mindfulness and psychological safety and openness to change are so critical to the success of your team. So I want to go back to beliefs. Part of successful product strategy is getting back to the fundamentals. And the three bullets that, that I remember you wrote about were the fundamentals of your own beliefs mm-hmm. and then kind of translating that into your team beliefs and actions and, and really kind of having that drive a successful process. Um, I'm sure that this is in the book. How much or, or talk a little bit more about that and just what does that mean to you, right? Beliefs, actions and, and how those drive process. Yeah, as I said, so, so the book really is focused on, I mean, the, the core thesis of it is that we focus too much on process, like having Scrum, you know, using Jira. <laughs> we don't focus on ourselves as decision makers, right, holistically, right, broadly speaking. So we sort of see ourselves as, you know, a product expert, as someone that knows how to, you know, as we were saying initially right at the beginning, you know, product expert, someone that comes in and sort of like organizes Jira really nicely. Um, but You're done. Is, yeah, it. exactly. It's it. <laughs> which, which again, because it's easier to think like that. But actually, it doesn't matter. Like, yes, yes, the process will help. But it's not, you know, even if you, you run a lean startup methodology effectively, like it is not, it's not one thing that will solve your problem. Like it's one of sort of seven, you know, like 14 factors considered to be sort of part of success. It will help you, but it's not the thing. Yeah. Broadly speaking, when we look at successful statistically like factors for success, what we're really looking at, the key factors are like your openness to change, your um, you know, honesty, ability to work effectively as a team, like psychological safety, right? So people feeling like they, they're not going to be judged if they take risks. And for me, what is that that commonality? Because we need to find that one thing or again, it becomes too complex, or we default to what's easy, which is, you know, story points. And for me, that broadly can be categorized as decision making, right? So how, how then, if everything derives from our decisions, right, decision to hire someone, decision to build this feature, not that feature, we can broadly focus on a metric of decision making, right? So that, sorry, the, the metric being, you know, impact of our work, the, 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 the sort of the driving force is quality of our decisions. And for me, that comes down to, as I said, these three sort of pillars, as, as I see it, you know, if I, I feel like I've developed both professionally and personally as well, if personally in a bigger way than professionally, is you need to be very mindful so that, as I said, you can see things objectively and clearly, and you can also empathize with your team members, right? So on a personal level, you will be better decision-making, but collectively, you'll be able to disagree effectively with each other and that not to piss anyone off like you will um empathize with someone else as a person and not just you know like hey you know john you need to get this done see you later you know rushing by and not not actually seeing them as a person um so on a personal level it makes you sharper it makes you as a team more effective and then when it comes to to being robust as i said like you need to be able to deal with failure and push hard and not worry so much about the outcome, just trust in you know, the process, again, on an individual level, but also on a team level, right? So Google looked at the core factor of effective teams, like what was the one thing? 
and it comes down to this concept of psychological safety. So again, if you feel like you can't take a risk because it might fail and your team won't support you because of that, then the whole process crumbles. You can't be agile, you cannot be following startup approach, and you cannot be effective, as Google studies show, and as my sort of book, not as uh, not as uh, quite high level as Google, but, but it sort of reinforces that same point. Um, so again, on a team level, on a personal level, team level, you need to be able to deal with failure. And then also, again, on a personal team level, if you aren't able to focus on the essential, you will just go around in circles, like, you know, worrying about adding, you know, password reset to the settings page, you know, when you've just launched a new product rather than, you know, like, well, what is the thing that's going to get them using it every day? Um, so, yeah, so, so as I said, like, you need that base, which is not just a work thing. It is you as a person, you as an individual, um, that requires the strong foundation for making high quality decisions. Um, and though that requires, you know, certain practices. So, you know, to be mindful, you, you really need to be meditating or journaling or both. To be robust, you, you not only need to be practicing the process of lean stuff, but it's also things like reading your know, philosophy. Right. So a huge part of that book, like 40 pages, is on sort of the concept of Stoicism, ancient Greek philosophy, like Zen Buddhism. So you need this sort of foundation as a person to apply yourself as a good decision maker in work. And as I said, so it kind of really comes back to not focusing on the specific skills. You, those will come if you're a good decision maker. Those, will, those are the prerequisite. The prerequisite of that is you as a very good, high quality decision maker. So that's why I talk so much, as I said, about these principles and the articles you reference about patients as well. All of these things are, are a prerequisite. They are the foundation which all success is built upon. So how do you do that? How do you say whether this is a new team, right? Maybe you just brought on three people to work on your startup idea, or maybe it's a team that has seen a lot of success and, and then it's plateaued. How do you change the conversation from features and story points and, and even customer value, because that is super important, but it's not the foundation. The foundation is truly, how are we as a team? How are we making these decisions? Is there psychological safety? Are we robust? Um, are we mindful, right? Are we showing empathy towards one another? How do you shift? And, and specifically, when you're coaching, whether it's agile coaching a team or coaching founders and, and a startup team, what is your approach to changing and shifting the conversation to that? Yeah, it's, I mean, this is a real ongoing learning for me because it's, I mean, this is the whole difficulty, right? Is, you know, what, what is quality decision-making? Like, where does that come from? It comes from every, like, you know, a bit of everything. So there's two things, right? One is specific, you know, when it comes to work, those specific sort of big dominoes, right? Those what are a few little things you can drop in that will start really changing people's habits? So, so you know, specifically with your process, as I said, it's simply adding that invalidation column, um, changing everything to an experiment from a task. But on a personal level, it's really leading by example. So, you know, in the book, I talk a lot, a lot about, you know, really, you know, from the science, you only have three to four hours of actual productive work each day. So therefore, in Scribe and in other teams, what I will not only say, but follow as well myself to lead by example, you say like mornings, like, for example, I like getting up at 6, 6.30, and I'll work really intensely till midday. 
after midday, I'll do like some check-ins, maybe do one more hour of work. Like usually 12 till three, four, like I'm having a nap, I'm going for a walk, I'm meditating, I'm having lunch with my girlfriend. Um, so it's leading by example, right? And showing other people, particularly because everyone has residual cultural habits, right? So they pick up habits from their past, um, you know, past companies. So, you know, with, with one of our developers from Scribe, you, you have to reinforce these points where I have to say like, I don't care whether, you know, when you're online, right? we work asynchronously like we know what we're doing like as long as the work's done like don't be online don't apologize if you're you're not online don't apologize if you know you um you didn't respond for a few hours like you work as you'd like to work like i trust you 100 percent to deliver what we said you know, we would deliver so so yeah it's, it's leading my example and then other things like you know if you see someone is stressed or someone's feeling ill with Scribe, right, where I have complete control over, well, we have the culture we want without sort of having to interfere with client work. So by the way, if someone's looking ill or feeling ill, we say, like, no, literally go, go, get offline, like, stop working, it's not helpful. Like, you are not going to be making high-quality decisions if you're ill or tired. Um, so much better just go chill out, rest, etc. cetera. Yeah. So, so for me, it's really just leading by example and also, again, explaining the points when they come up is the only way to do it because otherwise it is it's too difficult right to to part, give someone a book read it and overnight they're you know they're radically changed as a person simply doesn't work so you're trying to sort of plant seeds that start building up and start building bigger you know bigger better habits um and on those yeah the, the book does i mean the book is essentially for these people right for these as they call it um that's the word I always use for it. These game, not game changers, change makers, right? These people that are, you know, particularly people working in agile teams that are frustrated with the way the team are approaching, and they realise that actually we're just, you know, trying to get loads of stuff done. It's all a bit over complex, but we're not actually focused on having impact and enjoying our work. And the book is really there to, to at least give all of these this guidance right of how how can you understand why these principles are important for you personally and for happiness your relationship with work but also for being more effective professionally um, and then my hope is that people read these and learn them and then apply them within their own teams and again i get very specific you know section one is on you yourself like how do you improve yourself section two is on how do you apply these principles within your team culture and section three is then applying a lean startup process to sort of direct your decision making yeah it's difficult and it's why um it's why people revert to you know as you said hiring hiring a consultant in to just put a nice <laughs> jira process in place um is that it it feels like it's this, it's solving the problem but it's it's not yep. that's awesome i i know that you have another call in three minutes so yeah. I, I really appreciate your time um, this has been so good. So I'm going to link to, um, to your website and your blog and your social profiles. And is there anything else you want to leave the listeners with or anything else you want to, um, let them know where to find you, um, online or anything like that? Yeah, sure. I mean, the best thing to do is, is so the, the, the first chapter of the book is, is available for free. Um, if you sign up to my mailing list, which is hlatham.com slash book, easy URL. 
Um, on there, yeah, feel free to email me through that, the, my personal site as well. Like, I don't really do social media. Like I write on LinkedIn, sorry, Medium LinkedIn. But best thing for me is email because I, I, I will focus on the email more, um, you know, rather than a quick message on LinkedIn, let's say. Um, yeah, so, so reach out to me. I'm always happy to help. As I said at the moment, also any feedback on the book is really appreciated from the intro. Any thoughts also on, you know, are you someone, did this resonate with you? If so, please get in touch because you know, it's great motivation for me to know that this message is reaching more people and resonating with them and then hopefully helping them as well. Yeah, so that's it. So hlatham.com slash book where you can get the first chapter for free. Thank you so much. This certainly resonates with me and there's so many people um, trying to be agile and failing. And there's so many people trying to be founders and entrepreneurs and failing. And this is going to resonate with a lot of people. So thank you for, for your thought leadership. Thank you for doing this. And thank you for taking the time to speak with us. Yeah, cheers, Jack. We're Henry, have a great day. Thank you. you Thank you for listening to our interview with Henry Latham. If you've enjoyed today's show, please leave us a review on iTunes and tell your friends and colleagues if you think that they might also benefit from listening. Uh, detailed show notes are available at signal.cafe forward slash seven. And thank you so much again for listening. Adios.